You're listening to Acoustic Sunset, a weekly podcast bringing you live music, storytelling, and street-side interviews, all brought to you by Putnam's Pub and Cooker at 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill. I'm your host, Carl Banks, and each week we bring you a couple guests. Uh, this week our special guest is Delphina. We also have Dylan Jones, and we'll hear from a song from me. So sit back and enjoy the show. All right, here we are, episode 20. Yeah, this is awesome, isn't it, Paul? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got, this is going to be our 20th episode putting up. It's really cool. I'm really excited. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's going to be a really good show. I think you're going to enjoy it a lot. Um, our special guest, uh, as far as live music goes, uh, we're first going to hear from Delfina, who uh, is a uh, folk singer from Argentina that uh, reached out and wanted to play. And uh, we got her in there, and she did a wonderful job. So we're going to hear from her, and then we're going to hear from Dylan Jones as well. He's a, um, I got in touch with him because of uh, a past performer, Matt Kaz, who played as Cat Maz, um, hooked me up, and he did just an absolutely wonderful job. And we're going to hear uh, some of his, his original music too. And then um, we're going to get to one of my songs that, um, and I'll, I'll give you a little intro once we get to it, but uh, it's called The Raggedy Man. It's not really my song. And I'll tell you all about that. But we're going to hear from uh, myself, too. But I usually start off with some sort of um, story or telling you about uh, a little bit about what I've been going through. And, man, I went to this show last night, um, and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> and it wasn't a live music show. It was called Batsu. And my roommate, Brian, who I mentioned last week, um, he hosts the show. And... Um, he got me in and we, and it's like, it's just like this killer show. And, uh, it's basically Batsu is, uh, the Japanese translation is punishment. So it's a combination of, of improv comedy and like a Japanese game show where you're punished if you, if you mess up. And it's just, it's this amazing combination of, uh, comedy and, uh, well, punishment. <laughs> anyway, uh, I went and saw that last night and it was it was really great. Also, I wanted to start off by telling you that uh, and the re- I'm I'm just going to tell you this because I want to put it in a public forum so I'm can h- hold myself to a bit of accountability. I'm running a marathon at the end of April. And so what I've decided to do is for the month of April from April 1st to the 31st, I'm not going to uh, drink any alcohol. I'm, I'm going to quit boozing for that amount of time. Now, I, to be completely honest, I don't know if I probably started drinking when I was like 15 or 16. And I don't, maybe back then I would take a month off at a time. But certainly not since I've been 20 years old. I don't think I've gone 31 days of, of not drinking. So uh, I want to just say that on the podcast. It's also in preparation for this marathon and it gives me an excuse to do it. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I just want to let you know that, it, and it's kind of, it's, um, you know, I'm three days in right now, or two and a half days, and it's been uh, easy thus far, but I do spend a lot of time in bars and around a lot of people drinking, so it might be a little difficult, so I wanted to just say it out loud so that I can, um, you know, be held accountable for it. Now, the thing is, too, that um, the 31st of March was my show at the Cobra Club, and I played with Barbaric Yop and Alex Papp, also past performers at the Acoustic Sunset. 
if uh, you're a new listener, go back and check out their episodes. But we had a show at the Cobra Club, and I told you about it last week, and it just went really well. Now, I had this thing beforehand that was a, um, a kid's sing-along, and then I had just a couple hours to kill. So I went, <laughs> and I knew I was going to be going sober for the month, so I was like, well, we better get... Uh, in a bunch of drinking tonight, you know, <laughs> drink for the whole month in one night. Uh, so I go and I remember I got like a, a couple little um, like airport bottles of Fireball and I went to this pizza place and I ate a sliced pizza and I drank the Fireball and then I went to this bar and then I drank a couple drinks there and then I went to my gig and I, I often say, well, for a long time I said that I didn't get nervous before a show and um, let me just tell you, that's complete bullshit. I get nervous before a show and it's not like performance anxiety where I'm scared about performing because I know I can usually handle that well. It's just everything else that goes into the show. Are there going to be people there? Is the sound going to be good? You know, are we going to get ripped off of the money at the end of the night? All of that stuff just makes me nervous and so, you know, I had a couple drinks to take the edge off and then I went to the show and we set up and I was the first performer. So I knew that like, I just had to get through my performance. And then, you know, I'm like free for the, <laughs> for the rest of the night to just get wild and crazy. And so, um, and so I did. I, uh, <laughs> the set went really well. It's a really cool, it was a really cool spot. It's a little different than Putnam's. Putnam's, um, and we do music there every Sunday at 8pm. Um, it's a little different. It's like a bar, you're playing for the bar and you're playing for the restaurant. So you you know, I always encourage people to play cover songs and you you just have to anticipate there's people there that aren't necessarily there for the music. So you have to take that into consideration. Whereas in the Cobra Club, you're in the back room and it's like a you got to pay a cover to get into the show. So, you know, people are there to hear you. So it's a little, I, I, I do a little bit of a different set and I do a little bit more storytelling and, and um, original music and stuff. So anyway, I had like a million drinks and then did my set and then... Uh, after the set, some people bought me some drinks and then I bought some drinks and I just got, I got super drunk. So, uh, I took a cab home to Astoria and I was, um, I get in the cab and I, I just, I just moved to Astoria a couple weeks ago and I'm like, the cab driver's like, where to? I'm like, Astoria. <laughs> He's like, where in Astoria? And I'm like, just go and I'll tell you when we get there. Cause I can't really think of exactly how to get there. <laughs> anyway. I got home just fine, I remembered on the way there, but that's the worst way to get in the cab. The whole reason I'm telling you this is because then I got home and uh, I was feeling pretty loose and I was just kind of wandering around my new apartment and my roommate Brian, who I was talking about earlier, came out and he was like, hey man, and I'm all drunk and I'm like, hey, what's up, Brian? And um, I pretty much, I immediately, I, I like invited myself into his room and just started chatting. And we started talking about the show that he hosts, Batsu. And it takes place in the East Village. And it is, it, he was saying that it's just like, it's sold out for like a couple, I don't know, weeks or maybe days in advance and stuff. And it's like, dude, that is awesome. You're in the East Village. You're selling out this show. You're hosting it. And um, we were just talking about it. And it's just this, we were talking about like our, how we both really liked uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? And when I was a kid, me and my friend Kevin and Josh Morris would like sit around and we would do the improv skits that they would do on uh, Whose Line Is It? I loved that show. So we were talking about our love for that. So it's sort of a combination of like uh, that style of improv competition where there are points. And then the other element, the, the funny thing is the batsu, the punishment, where if you are the one that messes up or loses the little game, you get some sort of punishment and the punishment can be 
getting shot with a paintball gun or like putting your hand in a mouse trap and all this stuff. And I went last night because we talked about it on Thursday. I was like, dude, I really want to go. That sounds like right up my alley. And I'm a big fan of seeing performance however it is, you know. I love I love watching stand-up comedy. It's one of the best um, reasons to live in New York because you can go, there's so many comedy clubs you can go see. And this is like, it is a comedy club. Or it's really just a Japanese restaurant. And then, but it's a comedy show. It's fucking hilarious. And um, there was like this, so he anyway, he got me a ticket into the show. And so I went and I sat in the corner and uh, cheered Batsu. And, you know, you yell out, uh, suggestions and then they bring people up from the audience. Anyway, there was this group of uh, <laughs> of really drunk dudes, like the type of guy that uh, if you know the East Village in New York, kind of like inhabit that area on a Saturday night. They're just like, you know, collared shirt wearing 20 year old dudes. And they were like super drunk and really, really loud and not really paying attention to the show, but nevertheless, it was cool. And that's, you know, what, who you're kind of inviting whenever you work in sort of like the drink service industry. Anyway, uh, I just, if you are ever in New York, go see that show. It's called Batsu. Um, I think the improv is uh, company is called Face Off, uh, Face Off NYC or something like that. So check them out, man. It was really great. And Brian, shout out, because I think he told me he listens to this every once in a while. You did a wonderful job. I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. So it's um, down on St. Mark's uh, in the East Village, and you got to check it out. Uh, it's just like this really cool performance. Another really cool performance was at Putnam's last Sunday night, and it was packed. And it was just, like I said, a lot of people just come in there because it's a nice place, and then we get usually the performers bring in a, a small crowd. Excuse me. And that was... Uh, true for this particular night. Delfina was our first performer. She brought in a bunch of her friends and um, she did just this uh, really amazing job. She has a beautiful voice, great guitar, and um, great stage presence. And like I said, the place was was jumping and her music is a little subdued and it just, you know, really set the vibe. Putnam's is, it's a gastropub, but it's like dimly lit, candles are lit, and on Sundays it's just you know, the place to be. So we're going to hear from Delfina right now. Um, she's, like I said, a folk singer from Buenos Aires, uh, Argentina. And she's indefinitely, or she's in New York for a brief period, but doesn't know exactly how long. And um, I'm glad that we got her in to put uh, the acoustic sunset. And maybe you might hear from her again, because if I would like her to play before she, she leaves again. So we're going to hear from Delfina right now. La red de memorias que tejimos Todos los miedos que combatimos Ya nada es suficiente Ni el amor, ni la razón Comprende al destino y su motivo La barca naufragado Marinero, tengo aún demasiado por lo que sobreviví. Pájaros rapaces en el cielo quieren devorar lo que nos queda y ya no puedo ahuyentarlos. Te entregué y ahora sé. Vemos 
saltar sin miedo a lo profundo la barca naufragado marinero tengo aún demasiado por lo que sobreviví cuando sepamos respirar en el fondo bajará la marea nos volveremos a ver la barca naufragado pero marinero tengo aún demasiado por lo que sobreviví cuando sepamos respirar en el fondo del mar bajará la marea nos volveremos a ver bajará la marea nos volveremos a ver No, it's really make, it, make it fun. Okay. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> so we're here with Delfina. Yeah. I said that right. You, you said earlier it's like dolphin, but with a with an a knee and yeah. an a. <laughs> e and an a. <laughs> well, thanks for playing. Did you did you have a good time? I had a great time. You Thank you very wonderful. much. Sounded Thank wonderful. Sounded wonderful. So let's just talk a little bit. Can we talk about yourself? Where are you from? I'm from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Um, I I've been like doing music, making music my whole life. Um, uh -huh. Always guitar. Always, stuff, yeah, or? mostly like vocals. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, now I'm I'm I had like like a couple of bands like, but I've always been like mainly like solo, like a solo artist. No, and now I, I'm working I'm, like I came to New York for a couple of months to work in my music, my music. Okay. And, um, and so I've been writing a couple of songs and working on that, and maybe I hopefully recording. I plan on recording a EP before okay. I go back. Before you go back, yeah. how long are you here? Uh, I've been here for two months, and okay. I'm maybe staying for I don't know. I'm just just making. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> deciding yeah. that. You're on the no plan but, plan. Yeah. I'm, I'm on that. But same I'm just plan. like yeah. I'm probably like the plan is to record this EP uh -huh. and maybe go and then go back. Like okay, maybe a cool. month or two from now. Oh great! Well, yeah. I'm glad that we got you in the play. Maybe we'll get Thank to you play very again. Much. It's great. Like, yeah. Sounds really great. Uh, you did one original song. Or maybe you did it, maybe more, but you did no, one. No, I in, just did one. Okay, yeah. just one, and that was uh, it was in Spanish. What's the name of that song? Uh, the song is called La Marea, which means the tide. Okay. Um, Inspired by the tide. Uh, yeah, I mean it. It it, it is a very like uh, like a farewell song uh -huh. to a, like an old love and right. like. But it's 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 like hopeful in a way. It's like good th those like goodbyes that are like. It's like it's not goodbye. It's just like see you until we see yeah, each other exactly. again. Yeah, exactly. So it has like this melancholic vibe, but it's also like it has. It is like hopeful. How way. long ago did you write it? Is it has it been around for a while? Uh, I wrote it on a year ago. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So still pretty new. Yeah, still pretty. That's new. great. Yeah. Um, and uh, so your EP is you're going to be working on that soon. Yeah. Is there anywhere people can find your music online or anything? Um, yeah, like there, there there will be. Actually, I'm uh, I have a Facebook page. Okay. I'm working on my new like SoundCloud right. page, so yeah, I yeah. I can like. 
but yeah, it's, it's um, in Facebook, my name is Delfina Campos, which is spelled D-E-L-F-I-N-A. Campos is C-A-M-P-O-S. Okay. So, yeah. Look her, look her up. <laughs> until I get like my UP. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. until you're a huge superstar. Yeah. And then you'd say, I heard her first on the Acoustic Sunset podcast. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Carl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, we had a, thank God, because we had a couple of mix-ups there on our yeah. communication before this week. But we got you in, so I'm really glad. I, it I'm, was totally apologies. worth it. Yeah. Totally it was worth the wait. It was great. Well, let's just go back to the song that you played. Um, for a song like that, we like to talk a little bit about the craft of songwriting. Do you work from a melody first or uh, do you write the lyrics first and then then music? I work on the melody. I, I'm, I usually work like the melody is the first, the first thing to like come up. Emerge. Emerge, exactly. And then like sometimes like lyrics just pop up like in my head. It just like... And then I like it's like I'm playing and these lyrics like just appear, uh-huh. and oh, then good. I try to make sense out, out of them. Yeah, yeah. But it, sometimes like they just like, yep. You know. Yeah. And like, then it's like, oh, that's that totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah, totally. But <laughs> I'm saying that right now. <laughs> right, I've I've said this before, but it's sort of like uh, you're an antenna sometimes, and it's getting zapped into your brain, and you're just picking it up or something. Yeah. But that's cool. Um, and then how long do you? You work on that song before you're okay with to play it out out live. Um, I I actually like uh, this song didn't take much work, okay. especially like particularly it was like very. I don't know. It just like. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, I've always been quite shy about playing my own songs. And yeah. like my, when I was like a teen, I didn't mind. Like I, I was just <laughs> like I was not even like I couldn't even. Yeah. So I just did like I was very extroverted, and like uh-huh. then I became shy, like self-aware. I'm yeah, very yeah. like. Yeah. And like a That's couple hard. of years ago, I started like working yeah, on that and like uh-huh. being able to just like to not minding like like. Yep. Like yeah, if you're going to like saying. it or not, like it's yeah, just exactly. Like, you know but what it's I mean? always there in your mind because it's performance, you know, and you're standing up there singing to a microphone. You're asking to be judged, and it's hard to. You're asking to be judged. Mm-hmm. It's like a double, like dichotomic, dichotomic. I don't know how to say it. Like relationship with it because uh-huh. it's like you, you hate the vulnerability, but at the same right. time you need it. Yep. You, you, you're just like exposing yourself to yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, cracking judgment. your heart open. Yeah, and in like, front of everyone. So you have to like. Right. It's, you and have to work it, it like. Yeah, you know? and then like a gig like tonight where it's this is like a bar gig where people are having dinner and talking. Yeah. So it's like it's hard to even be more open because. But I, I no, but I enjoy that. Like, like I, I love being like. I mean, it's so much relaxed, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. If you want, you listen. If you don't want, you, right, you, you don't want to. You don't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's sometimes like it's less pressure, and I I, I end up enjoying it. Like it's different, but yeah. I, I really like it. Like, yeah. Well, you sounded great tonight, and I'm really glad that we got you in, so thanks a lot. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, thanks a lot, Delfina. Sounded great, and uh, it's always fun to chat with people um, outside after the show, and I appreciate them sticking around. All right, our next performer that we're going to hear from is Dylan Jones, and I had mentioned this earlier earlier. Matt Kaz, who Cat Maz, who has played on the uh, show before, he got me in touch with Dylan, and then um, he came out and played. And I think he's like he was telling me we chatted a lot at the bar, but he's a multi instrumentalist. He's just um, 
a musician on the on the scene doing his thing, you know. And so he also writes songs and and puts them out. So this was um, his opportunity to come and play and perform his original music. I think he did one or two um, cover songs, but mostly all originals, and they were all really really stellar songs. So uh, we're gonna hear from Dylan Jones right now. All right, we're here with Dylan Jones. Did you have a good time? Just finished your set? I did, I had a great time. It was yeah. an awesome night. That's awesome. It's great. I, uh, 
guess you can't do a set without doing a Dylan cover. Yeah, you kind of have to. You did uh, Boots I, of Spanish Leather? Yes. Yeah, That's a fucking yeah. great song. It's a, it's a killer tune, and it's one that I don't hear covered a lot, so I like to play it. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's not one of the, you know, it's not the times they are man. changing. It's something that everyone <laughs> yeah. always plays, so it's, right. it's cool to do. And we're okay with that, too. That's yeah. a good song. Yeah. But, uh, oh, it's a great song. <laughs> but no, I love that song. I, I heard once that I think... And I could be mistaken, but I think like each verse is written from a different perspective. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the you know the first half of each verse is the girl that he's with or whatever, and then the second half is his response to what she's saying. And unfortunately, she's leaving and going and doing her thing, and he's a little bummed out about it. And then at the end of the song, he's like, you know what? Yeah, send me some boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's how I always, you know deal with breakups yeah too. right <laughs> buy me some boots and send uh, back. yeah uh, what about um did you play an original song in i did all, all the other ones were original other than the jim croce song that Which, i stumbled you, through yeah, you stopped. <laughs> it was good though I'm, i was I'm, trying to trying to learn it yesterday and it didn't work out for it me it sounded anyway. good i didn't yeah. notice any mess ups until you know it's yeah abruptly ended, ended it <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm telling you it sounded good and yeah so other other than the uh dylan tune in the um Croce song. Was um, everything that, was all original. Was the one that felt that. good that we could use on the podcast? Yeah, well, they all felt really good. Um, Just to give I would say either of the last two. Okay. Either what of the was last the, two are great. What were the names of the last um, two? The, the second to last one is called Brooklyn Sunrise, um, and then the last one is called County Line. Okay. Brooklyn Sunrise, uh, yeah. did you, is that a new song? It is. It, that's you, actually my newest song. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, let's, we'll probably use that one. Yeah. You. How long have you been in Brooklyn? Uh, eight months. Okay. About. So where'd you come from before that? Cleveland, Ohio, okay. which I still love. Yeah. Got a lot of love for Cleveland, but <laughs> I think David Tell has a joke, and no offense, Cleveland, because I know some of your friends are going to listen to this, but <laughs> he has a joke that's like, what's the best thing about Cleveland? Packing up and getting the hell getting out of out there. Out and getting out of there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no I, 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 I always love going back to Cleveland, and I, I really do. It's kind of a weird thing. You know, you, you grow up in a city, and you kind of think to yourself, I want to get the hell out of here. Uh-huh. Um, and then you do get the hell out of there. And then when you finally go back, it's the greatest feeling. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So Cleveland's one of those places that you can't really enjoy until you've left it and already came back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I but, mean, and it's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, know? man. There's, there's some history there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so Brooklyn Sunrise. Um, mm -hmm. We'd like to talk a little bit about, like, just the sort of craft of songwriting. So does yeah. that, um, do you have, do you write lyrics first you get melody or guitar you know it's all it's all usually kind of all over the place but a uh -huh. lot of times what will happen is you let's know let's just talk specifically maybe about that one yeah yeah okay. most definitely something like that it was a a line that popped in my head okay and then you know you build the the lyrics and you build the melody and you build the song okay pretty yeah, much yeah. just based off of the one yeah. the one line so it's kind of an interesting interesting process it always it's always, however it's going to happen is how right, it's going to happen yeah. you know it's like because i talk to a lot of people about this it, you, you figure out that it's always different oh, yeah. and it's like if you knew how to do it and just It'd do it it'd be great yeah you could just but keep doing that but unfortunately I still haven't figured out the formula yet it's, <laughs> it's never been a never been a straightforward thing but for Brooklyn Sunrise it was uh, I had you got the title first yeah I can't remember the last time that before I moved to Brooklyn at least um, that I had stayed up late enough to see the sunrise and now that I'm living in Brooklyn and doing a lot of music and playing with a lot of people uh you know, I've I've seen yeah. a lot of <laughs> six a.m., seven a.m. situations. Yes, and um, I know the feeling. It's just kind of one of those things that you know you move to a, a city like this and you start to to make it work, and you realize that you're going to see hardships and there's going to be things that pop up, um, but you kind of have to overcome. So that's that's what the general gist of the tune is about. I love it. About. I love the idea. 
And eight months in, you know, you got your feet on the ground. So oh, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's going good. It's, I can't wait for the next eight months. <laughs> oh, so it, yeah. it'll be cool. Brooklyn's awesome. So where can people find your music online? Do, do you um, have your, so I do. I have uh, any, any, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, what you, what's your all that Twitter stuff handle? is Dylan Jones Music. All okay. of it's... All of it's Dylan Jones music. So, okay. like I said, Facebook, Facebook, everything is just Dylan Jones music. Cool. If you search that, you'll find everything you need. All right, great. And yeah. you were uh, also the way we got in touch is Matt Kaz, yes. who is here tonight, who has been on the podcast exactly. and played the yeah. show before. And you guys played in a band together. We did. We were in a band in Cleveland um, called Debussy for close to five years. Oh wow! And then the band split. He moved out here and begged and pleaded for me to come <laughs> and I finally broke down and, and, and made my way out here. And so. you're playing drums in that band? Yes, I'm playing so, playing a lot of drums with Kaz and stuff like that. Cool. So uh, you're a man of multi-instrumentalist. Yeah, cool. yeah, what? it's it's uh, been something that's kind of a lifelong thing. My dad started me on drums when I was, once he realized I could hold drumsticks in my hand uh -huh. and it's all kind of gone from there and it's just been this, you know, there's always this interest in other instruments, you know. You start with one and then you realize, I want to figure out how to do that one. Yeah, I want to yeah, figure yeah. out how to do that one. So it's been, you know, studied bass guitar when I was younger, and then that led me into guitar. And, right. And I had sort so. of a, a similar route. Yeah. I learned tuba and oh, okay. then played bass because yeah. of that. But it was always kind of messing with six string as well. So, you know, but my style is bass heavy and stuff. Yeah. So, well, Dylan, it sounded great. Man. Yeah, I really man. Thank you, Carl, for having me out, man. Thanks a lot, Dylan. Uh, that sounded really great, and he's really fun to talk to um, about music, you know? Uh, so thanks a lot. Uh, this particular Sunday that we recorded the show at Putnam's took place on Easter Sunday. And my whole life, I on Easter, we eat, my family eats this thing called Eggs Le Goldenrod. So Eggs Le Goldenrod is like you just hard-boil eggs, and then you remove the, uh, you separate the yolks and the whites. You quarter up the, the whites, so you cut them up, and then you cream them. I made it in like a roux, or you could just do it in like a heavy cream or something. And then you, my grandma had like a ricer. You know what that is? It's like a thing you squeeze, and it, it like, it's for like, you can rice potatoes or something, and it just gets things really, really fine. But I just chop up the yolks. And then you just take, we always did it with just simple plain white bread, toasted white bread and then you spoon over the creamed whites and then you sprinkle over the yolks and it's just like dude it's heaven and i eat it once a year but i gotta make it i have to make it and i love it and i, I made it before the show on on this particular sunday on easter sunday and i make it every year and my grandma used to make it and I don't if you if you also eat have ever heard of anyone or do this let me know because it's it was, I always just assumed that's what everybody ate. You know, you ate turkey on Thanksgiving and eggs the goldenrod on um, Easter Sunday. Anyway, uh, this particular show was also recorded um, Easter Sunday night. And I just, on holidays like that, I just think a lot about my family and think about my siblings and my mom and my dad. And um, I, I was really... I wanted to do this one song that uh, really makes me think of my family. Now, music has been a major part of my family growing up. We you know we had tons of instruments around, uh, piano, guitars, drum sets, everything. We had a lot, and everybody kind of played. Um, some of us more than others. Barbie didn't, my sister Barbie didn't play too much, and my mom was not too musical, but 
um, they, they still, Barbie played saxophone and she, you know, it was just like a common thing amongst our, our growing up. And I remember I used to sleep in the same room as my brother until he left for college. We had bunk beds. And then like right across the hall, my sisters, they shared a room. And so um, when we were little kids, I, I just remember my mom and my dad would like wheel down this chair and sit in between, in the hallway, in between the two rooms and read us poems and read us, uh, it was like, I, and there's this one book, I think my brother still has it for like his kids can read out of it, but it had portions of Alice in Wonderland in it. It had portions of, you know, all these different poems. And then there was this one poem in there called The Raggedy Man. And The Raggedy Man was, I think it was like my dad's favorite poem when he was a kid. And then, you know, we loved it when we were a kid. And the poem was written in uh, 1888 by James Whitcomb Riley. And uh, he also wrote um, um, Little Orphan Annie. And um, anyway, it's this it's just this great uh, poem, and it's written with this interesting dialect. It sounds like a like a southern drawl, you know, with a lot of apostrophes. And anyway, it's poetry. You know, they like fudge up the words, and it's really cool. Anyway, my dad, um, he used to read us that poem. He also would sing it as a song every once in a while. He basically took the chord structure to um, uh, Jonathan Edwards. Is that right? Jonathan Edwards' um, shanty song. We're gonna sit down in the kitchen. Anyway, he took pretty much the, that chord progression, and it fits right in. And um, and then I learned it like that. And now, I mean, I've been per- performing it since I started playing music when I was 19. And I and I love to do it. And it always makes me think of my family, and makes me think of my childhood, and makes me think of laying in bed, looking out, you know, my door to my mom or my dad reading us poetry at night. So. On this particular Easter Sunday, I decided I wanted to do the poem, uh, or I wanted to do the song, the poem as a song, and so um, I did. So we're going to hear that right now, and like I said, this is not my words, and it's not really my chord progression either. It's just kind of a hodgepodge of, um, which is, I think, when music, honestly, is at its best. So uh, this is The Raggedy Man. He's the goodest man you ever saw Comes to our house every day He waters the horses, he feeds them hay Opens that barn and we all this laugh He drives out that little old wobbly cow Then if the hired lady says he can Milk the cow for Lisbeth then And he's just the coolest old raggedy man Raggedy, raggedy man The 
the raggedy man, he is so good. He split the kindling, then he chopped the wood. He tends to our garden, he spades it too. There's most things a little boy couldn't do. He clung clear up on big old tree. He shook down an apple for me. Another one too for Elizabeth Ann. Another one too for the raggedy man. The coolest old raggedy man Raggedy, raggedy man Well, the raggedy man, he knows most rhymes Tell him to me if I'm good sometime He knows about griffins and giants in hell Squid comes, squeezes, that swallows himself Way down in our old pasture lot He showed me a hole that the winces has got They live way down in the earth And can turn into me Or you, or Elizabeth Ann Or my Oh, the raggedy man the Raggedy, raggedy man We're gonna sit down in the kitchen Fix us something good to eat Make ourselves just a little high Make the whole day complete Gonna lay around the shanty mama And put a good buzz on Well, the raggedy man One time when he Making a little bow and arrow for me He said when you're big like your pa is Are you gonna own a mighty fine store like his And be a rich merchant and wear nice clothes What you're gonna be only goodness knows And then he laughed at Elizabeth Ann And I said nah, I'm just gonna be a nice old raggedy man All right. I hope you. I hope you dig that poem. We were just talking, Paul and I. We don't know if, if it's still, if that's even copyrighted anymore because it's such an old poem. Um, but maybe it is. Either way, uh, I wanted to share it because it means a lot to me, and I think it's a beautiful poem. And another interesting aside about that poem. I used to be a dog walker in New York, and um, I knew there was the, uh, the client that I worked walked her dogs was named Liz, and you know I I would go into her apartment twice a week and. Uh, walker dogs but I never had met her and then a 
on Thanksgiving because I was still in New York and so was she. We went over to my boss, the Scott and Greer, for Thanksgiving and we were hanging out and she's like, hey, I'm Liz, I'm Carl. And I'm like, oh, I'm a musician. And she's like, oh, my dad's a musician. I love music, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, look my stuff up. And she went to my Reverb Nation page, which the Raggedy Man was like the first song. She's named after that poem. Her name is Elizabeth Ann, but she goes as Liz, which then led to even more things of like her dad puts on these house concerts in Colorado and it led to me going out to Colorado with my dad and driving all around the Tetons and Yellowstone and Mount Rushmore and stuff like that. So it's funny how like that that one little poem led us on this long, long adventure. So it's cool. And I, I think it's a great poem too. Um, so uh, that's the show. That's episode number 20. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you need to get a hold of me, the email, Putnam's Acoustic Sunset at Gmail. Um, also, I've said it before, but we could definitely use more ratings and reviews on the iTunes store to get our podcast bumped up. Um, this Sunday, this is going to be coming up on Sunday. We're not having the Acoustic Sunset this particular Sunday. We're canceling because of a private party. But we'll um, so next week the podcast will have a uh, we'll have kind of a special episode, um, something a little different, and then also next Sunday uh, we'll be getting back to live music. So come out. It's at eight eight p.m. So um, and we're gonna have um, Sam Thatcher and Katie Ortiz, which is they're just great and they're friends from New York. So. Uh, we'll get to them. So I hope uh, hope you dig it. Thanks for listening. Get a hold of me, um, and can't wait to uh, can't wait to see you out at a show. So please come out to Putnam's 8 p.m. on Sunday. It's at 419 Myrtle Avenue in Clinton Hill, Brooklyn. Uh, Carl Banks signing off. Thanks for listening. Peace, love, and rock and roll.